You are now listening to the Heroes for Sale podcast. Whether you are a new collector or a seasoned pro, on a daily basis, I cover topics to help you grow your hobby knowledge and strategies to make you money in the market. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. My name is Adam. I am your host. So on today's episode, I don't know if anybody caught this over the weekend, but Steve Aoki is in the hobby. He is or he has been uh, doing like a, like he's been in cards. And a few weeks ago, he posted his collection. Um, and it, I mean, it was a ton of like, I mean, I think he, I mean, I think realistically, I think he has the right state of mind here where it was like a ton of like Lucas and like LeBron's and KD's. I mean, I mean it makes sense. And I think I don't I don't I forget why or what point I talked about this but like on a couple of podcast episodes ago I talked about that we haven't really seen wealthy people coming into the hobby and I think wealthy and famous isn't the same thing um, but I think Steve Aoki is definitely both and I'm actually going to go to his page and see if he's posted well so he actually has a card page too so um, let me see. I'm going to give him a shout out. It is, uh, Aoki Cardhouse and him and Josh Luber and Otias and Dan Fleischman and DJ Ski, who is starting, a, who's starting a hobby podcast, which is pretty cool. Um, I don't know who these other two people are, but they did like a, like a whole like stream last night where they opened up a box of national treasures and I mean, I think this is just the tipping point of like famous people like getting into into the hobby for the most part. Like Steve Aoki is like a, a monster worldwide superstar too. At least in my opinion, I don't know if I think I think I would say he is. I mean, from a DJ, I mean he's huge. It's like it's crazy and it's super. I I think it's cool. Now I think some people may not think it's cool or fun that he's getting into it because yeah for whatever reason maybe they're said it's just probably the, the same reasons they didn't necessarily like maybe Gary V getting into it because they're saying well they're they're doing this and then when they post about this that people go and they buy the cards and I don't I, you know I don't I don't know what people want you know it's like it, there's I well as a content as a content person and as maybe somebody who doesn't use the hobby I, 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 who maybe doesn't use the hobby as just a, a hobby or that's maybe that's not exactly the point someone who doesn't use the hobby as like a a a means to just have fun like it's more of a business for me um it's it's a collection. I, I mean, or, or no, it's a combination of like business and I mean fun, but I know there's some people that for them, it's not business at all. And, you know, I understand that at some point, you know, they're, they're having trouble finding stuff products in retail and finding, finding any type of product to open. And maybe that's like what people liked doing. So I can see how people are frustrated from that standpoint. But I think there's also groups of people who get angry at panini and all these companies for overprinting and they're saying it's already overprinted but no one can find it so i don't know maybe maybe it's two different people that are talking about it i guess and you know i don't i'm, I'm making generalizations i don't necessarily think either one is 
right or wrong because I, I can understand both sides of the argument. I can understand the side of the argument of someone like myself who maybe this is a business. And it's, it, for me, it's not even just a business of buying and selling cards. For someone who, you know, I don't know, if someone wants to go to the store and buy however many and then spend the time selling uh, spend the time selling all the all the cards. I mean, I don't know how many you know, I don't I don't know what the margins are on this on these cards that they're like blasters and stuff that they're buying and selling from Target. But like you know, if if someone wants to do that, I I understand how it can be frustrating for people who want to just buy and buy and sell or maybe not even sell but buy for fun. But it's just like I don't uh, it's you know, from that state, yeah, I guess, I mean, from that standpoint, I completely understand why people are frustrated or, or from, from if, if they are just opening it for fun and there's no business, there's no business really that they have that they're doing. Like they're not, they're not buying these cards. Like, cause I think there is a group of people in the hobby who buy cards and open them and don't even sell any of them. Like they don't try to make any of their money back. They don't, they're not trying to sell these cards so that way they can buy more. They're just spending the money on the cards, and then that's just, like, it for them. But I also think from that standpoint, like, I don't know. I think if you're doing that, like, it's – I don't I, – you know, I, that's it's fun. It's a hobby that's obviously fun. Like, I enjoy opening cards. I enjoy opening packs. But for me, it's like if I'm pulling a big card, my first thought is, like, how much does this sell for? I'm going to sell it. But I understand that there's a sector of the hobby that doesn't think that. And I understand there's a sector of the hobby that looks at a person like Steve Aoki or Gary Vee or Josh Luber or any of these like celebrity people. And they say that's not good for the hobby because that makes that means it's going to be harder for people to get product or it's going to make things more expensive. And I don't know. I mean it's – I think – I just think we're in a different era where – I don't know. I, 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 it's, it's unfortunate. I don't, I, I, and I don't know what sector of the, how much of the sector of the hobby is the, are the collectors who are just buying to open and not buying to sell because it seems like the selling aspect of it is for me is kind of half of it. Like, and the, well, the content perspective too, but the selling of the cards, the buying and selling is sort of how I've always viewed it. So, you know, people coming in who are maybe in the same boat as me who are looking at it and saying, well, I'm going to buy and sell, they're looking at it and they're saying, well, I mean, what's, there's nothing wrong with more people coming in because that just means that there's going to be more buyers, to, buyers for me to sell to. And also from the, the, from the content perspective as well, um, the, the the more I the more celebrities and I'm using like Steve Aoki is a celebrity. I don't, Josh Luber is kind of a celebrity in the like internet world. I don't know if he's a celebrity in like real like outside of kind of outside of the internet culture world. You he, he, know he might be. He's I mean he's StockX. I think is becoming more culturally relevant. I think people know about StockX. They might not know about Josh Luber, who's the owner, who has been in sports cards you know, since last summer, like StockX had a booth at the national. I'm assuming they're going to have a booth at the next national. Um, but then you look at like, maybe, I don't know, like Dan Fleischman, like I saw him post some videos like a couple weeks ago. And now he's, I think he's opening up his own shop in LA, uh, a car shop. I don't know if he's going to be, Oh, I know he's the owner, but I don't know if he's going to be like there 
I, he might be there. He might be there buying and selling, doing whatever. But so the more, and then and then you look at like what happened with uh, the Mike Trout superfractor, and how many articles were written about it, and how many, uh, how many different like news outlets wrote like a story about it in the mainstream news outlets, like the sport or ESPN and sports illustrated and Yahoo sports and Forbes, all these places wrote these articles about sports cards. And for me, from a content perspective that brought more people in hopefully. And which I think is good for, I think is good for the hobby. I think is good for sports cards but it's good for sports cards and the hobby from a perspective that like more eyes are going to be on the hobby now. I do also think that like, I don't know, I look at what's going on kind of in retail and I understand that there's these issues with people finding the products because people are just buying every product in the store and selling it. I, I think I talked about this on a previous episode like these card companies don't want that. And um, if you listen to the House of Jordans podcast, I think they had, uh, they had, they had, a, I forget if it was a distributor or someone from Panini. They brought them on and they talked about this topic. And they said that Panini doesn't, but because that's money out of Panini's pocket. And it's the same thing that's kind of happening with grading where the, comp- the company doesn't want doesn't want people selling the product for double triple because because honestly because for them you know they're selling it at wholesale to these retailers and then the retailers are selling it and then so like panini it's not even like panini is it's not even like when panini puts out a box of a 20 dollar blaster box or tops or whatever i don't think it's not really happening with baseball as much but with with basketball, when t- when Panini puts out these twenty dollars boxes, you know I don't know what they're selling it to Target or Walmart for, but they're not selling them for twenty dollars. Like they're probably selling them for probably like eight to ten dollars a piece, maybe even less than that. So like, and because so then what happens is like they're already not seeing some of the money that's being put that's being that this product is being sold from. And I, you know, I've talked about this in the past and I don't know, I, I, I think there's other thoughts that I have about it that I want to put on another podcast about what I think retail and what I think these companies will or should be doing in the future. Cause this is more about like, I, you know, I've been, I, I think I forget which episode it was, but there was a episode a while ago where I talked about culture within sports cards and why I think culture is important and and I think that when you look at not just the, it's more, it's more of the players of more of the people you're buying the cards of and how the culture and how internet culture and how popular culture and how the world views some of these athletes and how they will view them in the future. I think that matters just as much as how well they play. Like, and we're seeing it's, I guess it's, it's, similar but not like when you see celebrities who are talking about sports cards i mean it's just a matter of time before you know some the baby and i know you've heard probably gary v talk about this it's just a matter of time before like one of these superstar rappers or one of like even like even someone more popular than steve aoki comes out 
and puts some reference to a sports card in a song or they post a picture. Like we saw it with Drake where he posted um, a, I think it was Beckett. He posted a Tupac signed ticket, I think it was, and it was graded by Beckett. It was like authenticated, which, you know, I thought that was, I, I think that's kind of a stepping, uh, a, not stepping point, but like a step in the direction of like, we're going to see all this stuff become way more mainstream. Cause like a couple, like maybe probably a year ago, I don't remember exactly when it was, but we saw Justin Bieber. He posted his Pokemon collection. So like Justin Bieber is probably one of the most uh, popular celebrities of all, of all time, maybe. And he posted about Pokemon. Now I don't think that at that point there wasn't really this craze for it. So I don't think it drove up kind of the pricing of some of these cards, but I mean, it's just a matter of time before like Drake or, you know, I don't, or, or an athlete or somebody or like a LeBron. Cause like LeBron commented on that thing about his card and was like, he knows somebody that has him now. Granted, I don't, I don't know exactly. He was very vague about it. So there, there's no, there's no exact way to know exact, know what he was talking about specifically, but I think we're going to see either, you know, athletes, because right now athletes are sort of in the, th- in the thick of things. So, because all the sports are basically going on right now. So we're not really seeing the off season that we would. So like some of these athletes, I don't even think have gotten to a point where, you know, great. If they are buying sports cars, I don't think they, because these people are millionaires. So they've got millionaire type money where if they see, if, you know, Mike Trout or like LeBron, they're making upwards of like $30 million a year. So for them, I think we have to look at it from that standpoint. And I know that on, I understand that like, and I don't know what Steve Aoki makes per year. I'm imagining it's not probably not like $30 million, but like it's probably somewhere in the like multiple millions. So when they look at a card that's $2,000, I think you have to think of it this way. So for someone who, let's just say, someone who takes home a million dollars. So they probably make a little bit more because of tax or whatever. So like, let's say they're the money that they have is in their bank account is a million dollars per year. And they see something that's worth a thousand dollars. That's the same thing as somebody who makes, let's say $50,000 a year. That's the same as, so I'm sorry, I'm actually just doing the math now that I'm thinking about it. So a million and a thousand dollars. If you go down a hundred thousand dollars, be a hundred dollars. We're not going to go to $100. So that's like for someone who's making $50,000 a year, that's the same thing as somebody looking who makes $50,000 a year who is buying a card for $50. Like for a millionaire, that's kind of how you have to look at it. And, and then there's people who are making multiple and multiple and multiple million dollars a year. So like they see a Luca card for 2 k and it's like for like the average person, that's like looking at that's like looking at the Luca cards a year ago from now and seeing seeing these cards and realizing that and realizing even the because the investment for them they may be looking at the card the same way that we looked at the card when it was $50. Like because they're looking at it and they're saying, "Oh my god, it's only $50. Like this could be x, this could be three times what it's worth now." And for them to spend the thousand, two thousand dollars, it's like looking at it the same way as us. So we're starting to see, I think, a group of these types of people coming into the hobby. 
that I don't even think we've really even started to see numbers come in. I think we've seen a few people where the, where it's been like this. I think Steve Aoki is probably like a person that's like that who has the wealth and has wealth beyond just has wealth beyond sports cards. And I think that's another thing where you know, we people within sports cards, we are in this every single day. And if if someone has made a lot of money with sports cards, I think we look at the cards differently maybe than someone who is who isn't making money from sports cards, if that makes sense. And I think for me or for somebody who has made some money in sports cards, and I mean for me, even I've made some money in sports cards and I still look at like a fifty hundred dollar card as like as sort of expensive. Or maybe not a hundred, but maybe like two hundred, three hundred dollars. That's expensive still. So you know, I think someone coming outside of sports and if they see that as a good investment, they're not looking at it from a standpoint where, they, 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 you know, it probably will be something that they intend on making money on, but it's not like th- that's all the money that they're going to be making is on this card. Like, this is just something that, like, you know, for I'm using Steve Aoki because he's basically the example I'm using for most of these. Like, he's making money in music. He's making money touring. And this is just like, this is probably the fifth or sixth thing that he just enjoys doing. And, you know, for us, this is probably the first thing that we enjoy doing. So, you know, I think looking at it from that perspective, I, I do think it's a good thing if you are, if you want more people to come into the hobby, then that's a good thing. Yeah, obviously, if you don't, which I don't, I think is inevitable at this point. I don't, I don't think that, I just don't think we're looking at a, I don't think we're looking at a hobby that's not going to get any more people. Like, I think we are. You know, and I think yesterday or the other day, if you were in Gary V's, um, if you were in Gary V's, he did like a live stream on Zoom where he was talking about sports cards, and there was like 500 people. It was super awesome. Tons of sports cards. He brought people on. It was it was really cool. Uh, Jerry, my guy on Instagram and Twitter and all over the place, he was on the he was on the show, so that was super cool to see him there. He talked about. He was saying in 2018 or 2019, there was like 50,000 people within the hobby. And he was saying that there could be 5 million. So like that's, I mean, if you look at it from that perspective, that's like, I don't even think we're at, um, I don't even think we're at 100,000 or 200,000. I think we're still in the, I think we're still in the, the hobby standpoint where people are still learning about it. And I, I don't know if it's the average sports fan or if it's, the average I don't I don't know if it's I think more or less we're going to start to see more fantasy people I think we're going to start to see people who make money within sports they're going to be the ones that are going to hop in and then once they hop in that's when all the like a bunch of people outside of sports are going to start hop are going to start coming in and looking at the looking at sports cards and buying them because I just think that the average person probably isn't the average person right now probably still isn't buying like they're probably not going crazy when they're buying they're probably they might be buying here and there but they're not like they're not in it every single day like some like myself or like anybody else who's in kind of the hobby every day they're looking at it and they're saying well maybe I'll buy a card here and there but I don't know exactly I don't know exactly when I'm going to kind of go all in and it might even be that you know I think Maybe this is this is me brainstorming a little bit here. 
I think what's going to happen is you're going to have people come in and as the, as the hobby continues to grow, you're going to continue to see people buying and they're going to be making money and it's going to take for them to sell their first round of the cards that they bought for them to really kind of go all in. Because I don't think that, because if people are coming in this for the money and they're just buying and they're not selling, obviously they're not making any money. But when they see that, hypothetically, they bought a Luca a couple months ago for, I don't know, 1200 bucks, uh, uh, $1,000, however much. And now it's worth two grand or, you know, actually I forget off the top of my head how much it's worth now. Last time I checked it was two grand, but it could have changed. I'm not 100% sure, but now they're selling and they doubled their money and they're like, wow, I want to try and do that again. That's when I think we're going to start to see, because that's when I think you're going to start to see average people t telling their friends about sports cards. Because I think now, you know, I think the story with content people and card people within the hobby right now is we see, we see us telling our friends to get in on sports cards and, you know, it's only really going, you know, maybe if you're telling 10 friends, maybe one of them is getting into it. Um, and, or, and I'm sort of making these numbers up. I don't know for sure, but like, I mean, in my personal experience, I have told tons of people and I know like one or two people that have really actually gotten into it and have kind of started buying more stuff. And I think it's going to take probably that second layer. So it's going to take that person that the one person that you told to get into it to then tell another 10 people. And then that's one person. I think it's kind of like a spider web where eventually I think it'll get to a point where when someone like myself or someone who else is in the hobby, when they continue to tell people, they're going to say, oh, well, I also heard that from so-and-so. So I'm actually going to do it because like I said, for someone like me, I'm in, in the hobby and in content every single day. And so it's not exactly as easy, I think, to get into it, maybe as it seems. I think if you had bought any cards this year, essentially you probably have, they've gone up most likely. So if you're in it for just a money standpoint, I think there, there will always be a flipping and buying opportunity for people. Um, and I think as we see more or, you know, or it's going to be, you know, I, myself, I tell four or five people and then, and then they see Steve Aoki talking about it. So it's like, it's like a spider web where I don't think it's, it's like a, the 10 layers of Kevin Bacon or whatever. I think that's a thing, uh, where I, it's, where it's, it's like a metaphor or whatever, but I think that's what's going to, that's what's going to be. So when you start to see more celebrities start to talk about cards and stuff like that, that's when you're going to see droves of people coming in because, you know, you, you, if you're listening to this, you may be out of all the people that, you know, you may be the only person or you, you may be the only person that's into sports cards, but think about it this way. Like think about all the people that like sports or play fantasy sports. I think there is a very high percentage that a lot of those people that are sports fans, fantasy sports, they bet on sports. I think there is a very high percentage of those people who eventually one day will at least dabble into sports cards. And if they're good and they're smart enough and maybe, you know, I don't know what the percent, the retention percentage of those people will be, but I think you're going to see a very significant percentage of those people eventually get into it based off of the fact that like, either you told them about it or they saw a celebrity talking about it or 
they saw they saw something themselves and then they ask you and then they tell people and then they see celebrities and so you know I think it's a good thing because from a content perspective that's my opinion so I'm excited to see kind of where the next like what's the next wave of people that kind of come in to the sports cards because we've seen you know like Matthew Barry was talking about sports cards he's he's probably the most I'd, you know, I would say he's the most popular fantasy sports uh, personality, I think. I may be wrong here, but like he's on ESPN. He's been on ESPN forever, and he's I would, cons- I would consider him like the, the goat of fantasy sports conversation. He was talking about sports cards the other, like a couple weeks ago. So, you know, I'm excited to see what this next wave is. I hope you are excited as well because I think there's going to be money to be made, but there's also going to be money to be lost because if you don't buy the right cards or you, or you don't spend the time doing the research, you know, that's kind of where I think the money is going to be lost. And I think it can be dangerous for people because if they're not buying the right cards, like I think I've talked about the, where I think you should start if you are buying cards, like how much you should be spending uh, on multiple occasions. Like I think the 50 to $100 range I think is a decent place to start because you know or maybe 50 I think 50 is good because I think if you buy for 50 and you kind of don't buy the right thing it's not like you shouldn't like I think I talked about this the other day I was like you shouldn't be buying cards with money that you don't have so if you have an extra 50 or you have a second job and you have an extra 100 that's kind of the area where I think you should be buying and I think you can you can afford to lose some money in that price range and have it not have it not be the worst thing in the world. And I think that's sort of the price range you should be looking at if you are new or if you are trying to get started. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I've got for today's episode. So I want to thank you all for listening. Follow me on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, basically anywhere. Just search here for sale. I'm sure you'll find me somewhere. Uh, if you are listening on Spotify, thank you very much. We are the number one sports card podcast on Spotify. So that's because of all the listeners. Spotify is mainly because of listeners and there's some SEO, but with iTunes, there's like reviews and there's subscriptions that kind of affect the rankings, but we're number one on Spotify and that's because of the listeners. Now I want to try and get to number one on iTunes. That's probably going to be a little bit tougher, I think, Um, because we need reviews we need subscriptions and you know i know there's a lot of episodes so scrolling down to the bottom is kind of tough but if you could leave a review that would be phenomenal thank you all for listening and i'll see you in the next episode